how you fought. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. Of course, Canelo Alvarez successful a week ago. Uh, a fantastic fight against Callum Smith, a 12-round shutout in the minds of some. I gave Callum a couple of rounds. I give Callum some credit for showing up. He was game. Um, I, I thought he fought short, and I thought that was a little funny as he fought short. He was a tall guy, but he fought short. And Canelo, of course, wrapped him on the arms and wrapped him in the body a few times and kept control of the fight. And for the most part, it was a Canelo exhibition of boxing. And, of course, Mr. Smith came from across the pond undefeated, Worthy fighter, no doubt about that. But mm, look how I put this. Not a threat to Canelo Alvarez, no doubt about that. Now, we take it from San Francisco, of course, to the East Coast and bring in Bob Brooklyn's very own. I'm talking about Socrates Palmer. Mr. PhD, how are you today, sir? I'm doing well, Pedro. How's it going? Uh, you know, a couple of production issues. Outside of that, we're doing fine. Um, what you think of, what you think of Canelo Alvarez last week? Well, now that I had a, a week to process everything, um, I, I, what's what is there to knock? You know, I mean, he looked he looked really good. You know, um, Canelo Alvarez. Uh, you know, maybe I gave Kalen Smith a little bit more credit than I thought. I thought he was going to be a gamer opponent. I thought he was going to look a little hungrier than he did on uh, Saturday, uh, but speed was too much and. You know, Kalen Smith just really was, I, I had not seen a guy with such a size advantage be so, I, I don't want to say fearful or, or, or just respectful and cautious of a smaller guy. Like he was, there were moments that you, you thought that that uh, he was afraid to get into exchanges. And I thought that was part of the loss. You know, it was, there was something missing. Like there was that, I thought there was going to be more of a fire out of Kalen Smith, but uh you know, still don't want to take away from Canelo with his uh, very I think, dominating I, performance. I think when you're getting cracked to the arms and getting cracked to the body and occasionally getting cracked to the head and you've got shots coming at you, that hurt. And, um, you know, you, you put, it, put it this way, Callum Smith's been undefeated. He hasn't been on the receiving end of too much in 27 fights. Uh, he he got his comeuppance to an extent when he stepped up, of course, and challenged the best fighter pound for pound in boxing. Can we still go with that tag as Canelo being the best fighter pound for pound in boxing, Mr. PhD? Uh, I think he definitely merits that. I mean, I don't think his his stock dropped last Saturday. I, I mean, especially what are, what other fighter is is doing what he's doing? I mean, he's going up in weight and he's winning comfortably. You know, we haven't seen that since Manny Pacquiao, um, and it's been a long time. Uh, as, you know, if you look at also the fact that the style in which he fights, you know, traditionally a lot of the pound-for-pound pound guys that, you know, that receive this mythical, you know, uh, award being the best, you know, pound-for-pound pound king, they're not the most exciting guys. You know, and I think back to, like, Pernell Whitaker, obviously Floyd Mayweather, they're more defensive first guys. Canelo is a is although he has good defense is really an action fighter and I think that has to be taken into uh, account. Um, I definitely put him at number one, and it's a good debate between Crawford and uh, you know some people put the monster in no way up there, uh, but but Canelo to me is number one hands down. Okay, so Mr. Alvarez has like three or four fights out there, really. I mean, we've got, he got Triple G. They want to do that fight. Of course, the, the, uh, TV network or the zone, the app wants to do that fight and Barry Hearn wants to do that fight. 
They say they want to have one fight in between, possibly take on Billy Joe Sanders. Is Sanders anything other than um, another win? Uh, you know what? Billy Joe is a is a very good fighter. You know, he's definitely a guy that is not going to accommodate Canelo in terms of standing still in front of him. He's a mover. He's left-handed. Um, I think that's a dangerous fight to have as a tune-up or a stay-busy fight. I, I would be surprised if they, you know, they put him in there because certainly a guy that could throw a monkey wrench into their plans. Uh, he's a guy that could frustrate Canelo. You know, uh, can, uh, Billy Joe's probably biggest enemy is himself. You know, outside of the ring is shenanigans, and, and he's missed weight a couple of times. He also had an issue with PEDs, but, uh, you know. Wait, wait. Billy is Joe's P- a good P- fighter. <laughs> Hold on. PEDs, um, almost getting arrested for uh, harassing women, having some drug and or alcohol issues. He's had his assortment of problems. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. He's certainly not the uh, the poster child for uh, you know the model athlete. Uh, you know he's a uh, gypsy. You know he's a gypsy, right? Yeah, he's part of that same crew with uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah, but yeah. Matt, this here's what, before they had money, they lived in mobile homes. You know, like that mobile home that blew up last night in Nashville? That's what Tyson Fury used to drive around Europe in. Right, right, right. No, I'm still, no, no, no I'm serious. I mean, I just happen yes. to think, but they used to drive around in mobile homes. They called them the travelers. They never, they never sat down. They lived in that, it was crazy. Yeah, it was like, uh, like in the movie Snatch. Uh, with uh, Brad Pitt played that uh, that uh, traveling fighter, and they lived in trailers. And uh, I've I'm, I've seen a documentary where I think one of Tyson Fury's family members is in it. Uh, the bare knuckle travelers. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's quite a life. Swashbuckling. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a good. Speaking of Tyson Fury, fighter of the year. Um, along with Tiafimo Lopez, deservingly so, no doubt about that. The world linear heavyweight champion erased any doubts. Of the uh, uh of him and uh and, and and Deontay Wilder as far as who's superior there of course now he and Joshua Joshua's had his chin dented once by Andy Ruiz Andy Ruiz I like to call him um that fight's going to come down is that more hype than it's going to be fight uh, a fight between Joshua and and, and, uh, and Fury is just is Fury just Fury? is Fury big enough to just say just to 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 to, to, to Quelch everything that Joshua puts forward. I would say yes. Um, the one thing about Tyson Fury, he's very dynamic. Um, he, when he wants to sit down and bang you out, ask Deontay Wilder if he could punch. You know, um, and when he wants to frustrate and be cute, that's how he beat Klitschko, and that's how he beat. Well, he fought to a draw against Wilder the first time. He's very dynamic. Um, now. Anthony Joshua showed some a wrinkle in his game, you know, how he regained the title against Ruiz. Um, and when he had to put the uh, pedal to the metal against Pulev, he did. So, you know, I, I think I would definitely lean towards Fury, but I don't think it's a 50-50. I think Fury is the superior fighter at this at this stage in their career. And uh, I don't think Anthony Joshua will be able to, to handle Tyson Fury's hand speed. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. And, and he's going to be looking up for the first time in his, yep. his career, which, which is going to be something psychologically that he may not be ready for. 
Size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports, no doubt about that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA. Before we go to the break, Vasil Lomachenko whining this week about the scoring with, with Teofimo Lopez, like Marvin Hagler was whining till I shut him up in Mexico City that time. Okay, but the bottom line is, it's simple math. You give away the first seven rounds, you've got to do something spectacular in the last five rounds in order to to pull off some type of points decision, okay? He didn't pull it off. I thought he won four of the last five rounds, but still whining this week. Are you sure? Every excuse in the world, man, from this guy. Yeah, no, it doesn't – it's not a good look, as they say. I mean, he he was a great champion. He's a guy that, I mean, has received more accolades from the media and, than anybody in the last several years, you know. he's and, and deservedly so. He was brilliant, you know, when he was at his peak. But – you know, there's something when it comes to taking, you know, being a gracious loser or just being good sport. You lost, okay, show that as a fluke. Get back, you know, in training camp and, and prove it. You know, I'm sure that a rematch generates the most money for both fighters. And, you know, at this point, you know, he just looks like a sore loser. And it's uh, not, not good on his part at all. Why is that sore loser sort of sounds like something that's going around the United States like since November the 4th? Why is that? Why not keep thinking sore loser? So, President Trump, sore loser. Possible? Possible. <laughs> you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We'll go down to the nightclub on the re- on the reverse side of the break. We'll bring in, of course, uh, the boxing's PhD, Socrates Palmer. Talk about Frankie Randall. Who's Frankie Randall? He was the surgeon. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. <laughs> Bump shit, sitting by the damn floor, checking it out, watching the man with the fat feet. Got the hippie strings and the bad boogaloo, the big old bag of tricks, down to the nightclub, uh-huh. We get in this car, we're driving. We're hitting close to Texas. I said, let's pull over for the night. He goes, no, you just need to close your eyes for a little bit. I'll keep driving. And I'm like, macho. He goes, I'm okay. I'm gonna, I won't go speed. I said, okay. And I fall asleep. I don't know how long I was closed my eyes, but it wasn't long. He taps me on my shoulder. He goes, hey, I need money for the toe. And I'm like, the, the toe? And I open my eyes. And I see the border. We're on the line to the border into Mexico. I'm like, what are you doing? The patrol looks and they wait for us to go into the security check. And I'm like, it's okay, Macho, no problem. I'll, I'll take care of this. I'll let me talk. He goes, yeah, but that's not the problem. I got a little present in the trunk. I got a, I got a kilo in the trunk. And I said, okay, Macho, put the top down. We it was a convertible jack. And I need you to do macho time right now, right here. He puts the top down. He jumps up out of this car. He jumps onto the hood of this $90,000 Jag. And he stands up and he's screaming, where's Chavez? Everybody went crazy. The Border Patrol comes. Everybody started, Camacho. The Border Patrol guy passes me with a dog. The dog goes crazy. The dog starts barking and scratching. I look in the rear mirror, and the Border Patrol takes the dog and hits him with the dog. He goes, shut up, that's Camacho. Good old Hector Camacho trying to cross the border, actually crossing the border with a kilo. Now, having smuggled drugs into Mexico myself several times, 
It's not that difficult, but I guess if you get pulled over in the secondary search. You know, Socrates Palmer's are my guest, of course, he boxing his PhD. When I was coming back from Tijuana one time doing some TV down there, um, I brought back four bottles of Corona beer. And it's like it's like double the amount of alcohol in a regular Corona beer in the United States. So I snuck this. I thought I was going to sneak this Mexican beer in, and this this border control agent, this customs lady, asked me where I was born, and I told her I was born in San Francisco. And she said, "What state is that in?" I said, "What do you need a geography lesson?" Right? Well, Sock, she put me over into the secondary search, and they strip searched me in the whole nine yards, and we almost didn't make our flight in San Diego. So my 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 advice to you is don't get smart with the uh, border people. I will take that as advice. Don't tell nothing. <laughs> so, hey, Camacho, Camacho in death, not bigger than he was in life, but this was a pretty good special. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I thought it was well done. Um, I, I kind of, you know... Get it, you know, it's, I got a kick out of it because it was really like my childhood. I mean, Camacho's coming up was when I, be, I fell in love in boxing, you know, in the, in the 80s and, uh, his flashiness, he was ahead of his time. Uh, he was pretty much the flat, the, the face of, uh, Puerto Rican boxing for a few, for a few years when he was at the top. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember the fights against, uh, Edwin Rosario. There was that, uh, internal, uh, debate within the Puerto Ricans uh, here in New York. It was like old school versus new school and, you know, uh, the New York Rican against the real Puerto Rican. And he was just a tremendous charismatic figure. Um, he fought every one of his era. Uh, the one fight that I would, you know, like many others, I wish it would have happened would have been him against another uh, legend who, who died before his time, uh, Pernell Whitaker. Uh, I thought it was a really, really touching piece. Uh, I got a chance to interview Camacho uh, when he was doing the uh, Dancing with the Stars uh, version for Univision. And he was really, really uh, just a ham. You know, he liked to talk, and uh, he was a uh, a big part of boxing. And, uh, and I'm glad that he, they did this special on him. You know, I've told this story before, but <clears throat> I was fighting with my ex-wife. Wait, wait, fighting with my ex-wife. <laughs> That's why she's my ex-wife. Um, over my daughter, talking to her on the phone. And so we're going back and forth. So I hang up the phone like, you blot, and hang up the phone. And Camacho says to me, what's going on? I said, well, the old lady doesn't want to let me talk to the kid. I said, why? Because she's just being, a, you know, being the old lady. And he goes, yeah, he goes, oh, g- give me your number. So I'll give her a call. I said, what? I go, yeah. He goes, she likes you, too. She goes, really? He goes, yeah. So he calls her on the phone. And my best friend is Hector Martinez, okay? So the the first thing he says to her is, is hello. He goes, is this is this so-and-so? And she says, yeah. And he says, this is Hector. She goes, Hector Hill. Okay, in her witchy voice. You hear what I'm saying? She was like, she thought it was Martinez, my best friend. Hector Hill. And then um he goes, I'm the macho man, Hector Camacho. And then you hear this long pause of silence on her end of the phone, realizing she's been exposed as to who she really is. Hear what I'm saying? So Camacho tells her, you don't really got to come over, come off like that on the guy or me on the phone, blah, blah, blah. He needs to talk to his kid, give him his kid. He puts the key, gets her to put the kid on the phone. He got her to put the kid on the phone. So what I'm trying to say is Camacho, will, Camacho was an individual that, that he he did funny things. I mean, I did I I told you about the story about the the swimming pool, right? No, tell me. Okay, this is one of the greatest Camacho stories of all time, and I was there. Um, 
I can't remember who he was fighting, but Don King was a promoter, and the PR guys told us to wait for wait for him outside at the Las Vegas Hilton pool, the swimming pool at the Las Vegas Hilton. So we were all out there, and I remember I can't remember who Don King's PR guy it wasn't Marley; it was a guy before him. And I'm like nailing this guy. Hey, hey, where's he at, man? He's like 25 minutes late. What's going on? Blah blah blah. So anyway, he's almost a half hour late, and there's a little old lady sitting in a wheelchair right next to the edge of the pool. Like she's getting her son. She got a little blanket wrapped around her. She looks like old and elderly and this kind of stuff. So I just noticed that, and I don't notice anything else. And all of a sudden, you hear. It's macho time. So he comes strutting up, doing his thing, blah, blah, blah. Runs over the wheelchair and pushes the wheelchair into the water. Into 12 feet of water. He pushed his wheelchair with his old lady in it into the deep end of the Las Vegas Hilton pool. Oh, boy. Guess what? It was a staged event. The um lady was a swimmer from UNLV. She knew how to held her breath underwater. We were all freaking out. I'm thinking about jumping in. I don't know what to do. I mean, holy cow! But that's what it was. The lady was a UNLV uh, a UNLV a swimmer. She held her breath underwater for a couple of minutes. We thought she wasn't coming up, man. Kamacha, that was the best rib that's ever been pulled, I think, in the history of boxing. You got got. Wow, that's uh, that's. Too bad. I mean, this is before the uh, the cell phone social media days. Yeah, well, Mike, Michael great, Michael great Marley, Michael Katz of the New York Daily News, Marley of the Post, Wally Matthews of Newsday, Dave Ratto, was that his name, I think, of AP. I mean, uh, the Sports Illustrated guy. Everybody was there. Everybody that was everybody was there, and this was done. I mean, I thought it was one of the biggest um, tricks has ever been perpetrated on the media, purposely on me in my entire life. Anyway, um, fight of the year. What's been fight of the year, Mr. Box, Mr. BHC? What's been the best fight of 2020? Wow. Uh, that's a, that's a tough question. I really haven't had a chance to sit down. Uh, I thought that in Nunway and, uh, and Donaire was a heck of a scrap. I thought that was a really good fight. Um, uh, wow. I wasn't ready to answer this one. Well, um, well here, all right, here's, 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 here's a good one. Oh, the one on ESPN, I forget. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, they dropped each other about five times. Uh, the lefty, uh. You know what, you know, I, as far as big fights were concerned, I really was thrilled over the Lopez Vasilomanchenko fight. Not because it was a shot, not because it was an upset or he had a shutout after seven rounds or anything like that. It's just that, he broke down the best fighter in the world pound for pound, and he broke him down, and he did it with ease. And everybody said, you know, he's young. He's got, he hasn't got the experience. All he is is brash. He's got a big mouth. He's like Camacho without the ability. That's what this guy was telling me, Camacho without the ability. <laughs> really? Wow. That's definitely the most important win of the year, definitely. I think that's the marquee win. It's the type of win that's gonna that you figure will usher in a new era of uh, of of a fighter of uh, of dominance um, and the guy that's going to be one of the faces of boxing for a while um, definitely I would definitely put that as the number one win of the year. Okay, there's fights on Fox TV tonight. Of course, King uh, King Rye Ryan Garcia coming back January the second. Ryan Garcia is he going to be tested here? I, I would expect so. Um, I mean, up until this point, he really hasn't faced tremendous competition, and and granted, you know it. it it's, there's a process in developing a, a young fighter, especially someone who, who a lot is expected of. You know, um, you're not going to throw him into the deep end, 
you know, so fast. But I think Campbell is a very live underdog. Uh, he's a guy with a tremendous amateur pedigree. Um, has fought some of the best in Linares and, and the aforementioned Lomachenko. I think he's going to have to be at his best to, to beat a young, talented fighter in Ryan Garcia, but a young, talented fighter with that, with not much experience. And uh, it's going to be, you could say basically it's going to be Ryan Garcia's debut as a pro. You know, he's going to fight his first real test and uh, boxing phd socrates palmer on ring talk live worldwide socks say hello to the agent and your wife man we'll talk soon happy holidays thank you brother all the best and r.i.p frankie randall oh well, i'm gonna get to that after the break thank you so much you are tuned to ring talk live worldwide 